just a bunch of witty banter. Good play, Papa. Hey, I'll equip, you'll have equip, we'll both have equip. What's up, everybody? This is Witty Banter, episode number 54. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. Sitting across from me, he's got more character than a Marvel movie. It's Hunter Dorsett. <laughs> Did that analogy come off good? You get it? Like More, 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 more characters more, than a what? I said more character than a Marvel movie, even though there's like characters <laughs> in a Marvel movie. I don't know. Maybe. He's a stand-up guy. Yay. Now, this is an interesting episode. This might be the last episode of Witty Banter proper. Yeah. I mean, at least the first revelation of, of what Woody Banner has become, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think so. I, You know, so Hunter and I are leaving each other. We, <laughs> not, <laughs> We're separating not, officially. Yeah, not for good, but... So Hunter's moving to Houston, and I'm staying here in Austin, and there's just... The future of the show is, you know, when he comes back up to Austin, we will absolutely, you know, be podcasting and... Hell, if I even go down to visit as well, but I just feel like the name Woody Banter as it is, like, I think it's time to retire it because I feel like the show is you and I, you know, together. It's not like if I were to, con- I, and I want to continue doing podcasts and all that, but I wouldn't want to do it under the Woody Banter name. You know, I'd want to sort of start anew and have a new name and build it from there and leave it alone, you know? Right. Yeah. I feel like considering how, how split the effort was for both of us, it wouldn't really be the same you know if we mm-hmm. if we tried to like one of us continue doing it i i still i know that you're considering continuing doing podcasting you'll probably have your own show that you'll do a different thing i want to do some too i'll probably have people over. i still have all the equipment and stuff that i need so i'll, I'll probably have people over to try and do some the world's stuff. most fiercest rivalry begins uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have podcast gangs coming yeah. up. That'd be pretty intense. Well, there was a point in time when Max said that he was going to start a podcast with Andrew to rival ours, and I that totally never happened. I totally wanted that to happen. I know. I thought it would be cool if we had, like, rivaling production companies that, like, mm-hmm. always, like, called out to each other how lame the other one was, but, in fact, they're working, you know, simpatico. Right. Um, well, yeah, um... So there's that. That's a sad thing. Yeah. But I guess this episode is, we're going to keep it, we wanted to do a normal episode of Way to Banter proper. You know, we've been doing a lot of Just the Quips recently and a lot of deep cuts. And I feel like the show um, moved in those directions towards the final months because that's sort of like where we wanted to go with it. Um, and we've really enjoyed it as well. But this one is, it's going to start just how it ended. Um, or it's going to end just how it started, rather. Yeah, there we go, yeah. Um, and that, of course, is with the beer review. Yay! Because if you didn't know, guys, Woody Banter reviews an episode. Reviews of I can't see. I'm not even. I'm so out of it. We're right out now. of it right I, now. My God, yeah. it's it's been a while since we've been in that groove. It's okay, man. Woody Banter <laughs> reviews a beer every episode. Hunter, what beer are we reviewing today? Um, well, Chase is probably more likely to get the pronunciation of this better. I'm gonna say. Keller beer? It is Keller beer. Uh, it, it means cellar beer. And actually, nice. it's nice that we picked this one out. Um, these these beers are super popular in uh, like Upper Bavaria and in Franconia, which is exactly where I was in Germany. Mm-hmm. So this style of beer, um, which is just basically, like it says on the bottom, it's just a lager. And this one says unfiltered German lager mm-hmm. is from there. So yeah, it's a Keller beer. Yeah, it's, it's the Bavarian good stuff, right? What, under, the, under the purity law of 1560, of course. Or 1516, of course. What I really dig about it is it's got the, um, I don't even know how, what you would call these, but the top of it isn't a cap. It's one of those contraptions where it's got like... It has the metal hunkered in, into it or whatever. It's basically a resealable beer bottle, which yeah. is so brilliant. Like It's pretty wonderful. Basically in Germany, you would get a case of beer and you could close it whenever you wanted to and come back to it. And yeah. also, my favorite part is opening these because the noise you can make. Watch, mm-hmm. listen to this. Nice. You get that little pop. I don't know yeah, if that came good. up on the recording, but I bet it probably did. And you, in, in, in like the 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 mouth of the glass is so thick, it's like you're drinking out of a canteen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's stuff. got heft. They're yeah. not cutting corners over there. I'm digging it. Um, well, from Monshoff Brewery, right? Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's it's Munkshof and Munk. Of mm. course, it means monk. Okay. There yeah. you go. So Monk Place is basically what it is. Hof is like a kind of like a place, like a Bonhof. That's a train station. Right. Okay. Cool. But um, okay. Yeah. So we don't have glasses because yeah. I took them all. We're just straight going up like out a of jerk the, out of the bottle. So I don't know how how it looks. Right. 
Now, I'm about to take my first sip, Hunter. Why don't you relay what you're reading on the bottle right now, what you're figuring out? I mean, I'm not getting anything. I thought I'd be finding the, uh, like, the alcohol percentage, um, which I, again, I always think that that should be necessary because it's a freaking, it's an alcoholic beverage, but I'm not finding it anywhere. Um, But, yeah, Chase Dolan, you on the back, it's saying Calabia is meaning cellar beer. It's a daily drink of Franconio Upper Bavaria. Holy shit! <laughs> Fucking nailed that. Yeah. So he, so he pretty much pretty much labeled it spot on, uh, and they they like to claim the greatest brewing region of Germany, arguably the world. So mm. and I think most people would probably argue with that as well. Yeah. So sure thing. Um. So I tried it, man. It's it's super light and super drinkable, which I think you would kind of come to expect from a lager. You know, since it's that's good, dude. All uh, right. Since it's fermented at a lower temperature, it doesn't create that mouthfeel that ales do, where it kind of hangs around. It just sort of ends. Just smelling it, this just smells and tastes like malt. This is just yeah. all grain. Um, just enough hop to like balance it out. So it's not like a sweet mm-hmm. overly, you know, oatmeal-y beer. But yeah, this thing is incredibly straightforward. Very drinkable. But so enjoyable in what it's offering. Mm-hmm. And like, this is a very one-dimensional beer, but it has to be said that the reason why we can call this beer one-dimensional and still sing its praises where in other ones we've called it one-dimensional and, and sort of knocked it is... This one, I feel like, is just nailing the style and what it's going for. Um, and it's not like it's trying to be anything else. And the one flavor that it's offering, it's just giving you so pure. Like It's, just, you, it's like a mouthful of grain almost. Yeah. It's just so... It just surprises me how, how much literally pure the beer tastes when it's from, something, from a place like this. Yeah. You know? It's just like... You ain't drinking no Bud Light. You ain't drinking no fucking Bud. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it is. It's a pretty straightforward beer. Um, I do get like a little bit of sweetness kind of. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's it's there. I, I don't really know what that's uh, attributed to. It's probably low in alcohol percentage. I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, that malty is just, it's just so good because it's the right malt. And they've been doing that for thousands of years. And <laughs> they probably, you know, got it right. Totally. But, yeah, I'm digging this for sure. Well, before we move on to the news, I'm just looking out now at our living room that's completely clear and devoid it's of furniture. Deserted. Yeah. It's rough, man. I mean, this is it truly is like an, an end of a, a point in time in our lives, you know? Yeah. And I got to be honest, man. Yesterday, it hit me like really hard. I was, um, it was like, oh my God, if I could describe it, it was almost, it, I was in my own head. And it was like a a drug trip that you is going wrong where right. like you feel like you're not in control of your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I was just like listening to I to music and unpacking and I just like I turned it to Derry and I was like, I'm getting really emotional right now. And I was like, and I don't know why. I just feel like there's like a lump in my throat and I don't know what it was. And like, I just, re- you know, I, I eventually I broke down like a couple times throughout the day. And I was just like, dude, I I don't think I was ready to leave this house yet, you know, like, yeah, I think this is one of the few times in college where this place really felt like a home and it was ours. Yeah, it really was. And I could go home and like just having you here to hang out with. And like, I also realized just how much like I'm going to fucking miss you like every day, you know, and and just it's mutual. It it, it sucks, man. And I even got to think like, it, it put me on a train of thought where just thinking about the future, like in general, it's like we talked about this a little bit. Not having school ahead of us is kind of like a weird feeling. Right. Um, and the future just does feel like this thing right now. And it, and I even thought, like, I wish that my parents, you know, my parents came to help me move. And I was like, I wish they didn't have to leave. Like, I wish I could have hung out with them today still. And I right. wish, like, Hunter was still here. And, like, it's just becoming very apparent that, like, a chapter of our lives is is closing and yeah man i just i just don't think i was a, like really i don't think i was realizing it and once i was i don't think i was ready for it yeah and yeah probably, it's like being pushed out of the nest and just like ah you know, yeah like, <laughs> whoa yeah I, I feel that man i mean i don't think that it has hit me yet because i am still in the house right um but i've i've been trying to cope with those same sort of emotions cuz this place has been 
even though it's this has been the smallest place that I've lived so far, mm-hmm. um, but it's been nice. You know, it, it was like cozy. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like people walked in and they're like every time. Yeah, it's this place is cool. You know, and it's and it wasn't because it was like big or because it was super impressive, but we kept it nice and we kept it clean and it was ours and yeah, know, it was cool. And I think even a part of it was like leaving um, Sunday after my parents came to get the bed and just realizing that I was like, okay, Hunter, like, see you. And just how empty the place was and how, like, you were going to have to be here, like, alone. I was like, I just felt bad. I was like, I just hate that I'm happy, you know? Like, Hunter has to fucking just chill in this place that's empty now. And I'm, like, on the other side of Austin. I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think it, well, it definitely spoke to how much you contributed to the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This house but uh, I think I think that's the biggest realization. But um, <laughs> no, nah, man, I have internet still. That's like yeah, you know, you can you can spend a bunch of useless hours on the internet. Yeah, doing been watching a lot of Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. dude, I've just been zooming through those. But um, but yeah, I've also been like. Setting things up because my parents are both going to be coming to help me move. So I've been trying to like get things uh, to where nobody's really doing too much work. Right. You know, I've been trying to just take care of small things here and there. But yeah, it's definitely been different, man. And but I'm, I mean, I, it, I think seeing it just kind of pumps me up for you know what's coming next as well. I yeah. Mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm stoked about having my own place. Totally. Uh, it's it's gonna it's, I'm not stoked about living by myself. Really? You know, I mean, it, it's not that it's not that it would have been that that it's that bad living by myself or that I I won't be able to handle it. It's that I think that I've lived with other people for so long that it's going to be a pretty drastic change going from school to no school or school to no school, no work to work yeah. and living with people to not living with yeah, people. Yeah, it's going to be a big, you know, like I guess lifestyle switch. So, it'll be I'm going to really have to be proactive as far as like making, making friends, going out and trying to see people and stuff and not just like sitting at home and stuff. Right. Yeah. And I mean, even just yesterday realizing that like how much I'm going to miss you and how much, you know, I miss my family and and even other friends, like it just makes me really want to make that effort of like, let's, let's, let's get a day of the week uh, where we can all get on PlayStation and then um, you know, just FaceTime when we can. And I would love to come see your new place once you're there and come visit you. And I, I know you were already planning on coming up to Austin, but now that like, I'm real, like, I remember you say that and I realize how much like I'm going to fucking miss having you around. It's like, yes, please do. And when, when you do, we'll, we'll romp around. It'll be great. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, um, hoping that because like at, at the beginning of my work, it won't be until like January until I'll be like knee deep in stuff. Really? You know? Yeah. Cause that's when busy season starts. So, mm. you know, from September till like December, I'll be pretty, I'll be getting, you know, my running legs under me and I'll be trying to figure stuff out. But I think I'll like have the clarity of mind to kind of like when I want to just be able to come up to Austin and, and, yeah. and hang out and see <clears throat> whatever and I, I want. And I will say that even in, in at school, we'll, years ago when I would go visit home a lot, mm-hmm. it always seems like, a, you know, of course I'll go do that. It's, but it's a long drive, especially yeah. to go down, be there for a day, then come right back. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit tougher than we probably would like to think, but I, you know, we still should make the effort and I know we will. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, and now that we're sort of moving into our adult life, which I'm starting to realize like really sucks, like to a very, <laughs> deep like, like real is like what 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 degrees are you uh, uncovering i mean just like the fact that yeah like your friends move away and life yeah. changes and that's what i've been feeling this whole year yeah dude i i i sort of am able to sympathize a little bit now and kind of glimpse into what you're saying and like it's not easy it sucks yeah and even just thinking that like my grandparents are getting older and like you know everything just like time is moving and it's and yeah, it, we're almost twenty four. Yeah, it it some it used to, you know it's exciting when you're young, and now that excitement is still there because like the future is this unknown thing that I can sort of cleave into form how I want. Yeah, but it's also like given a massive canvas and saying paint a masterpiece, and you're saying I don't know where to fucking start. Mm-hmm. All I know is that all of my teachers and my friends are gone. You know, right? And I think that that's like you know, 
Chase's first had first hand experience. For those of you who haven't been following with me closely lately, I've had a few revelations of thought and experience and stuff. Um, but yeah, one of the things that I realized was just like how much how how much I feel like we're supposed to set up things like money and jobs and stuff like that as like what matters when those things are important. But um, you know, I think as I've gotten older, my um, realization of the bonds that I've created with the people that I care about is a much more satisfying investment of time and effort usually than, um, than even, you know, just tr having a, like cutthroat efforts to try and be super ambitious for this or that or this. I mean, I, I just, I want, it's starting to become apparent to me, like my, my brother who's five years older than me, my oldest brother is, doesn't have the best, um, ability to be able to like, keep up and communicate with people but brooks has uh, always called on you know family and friends and checked up and been good about that and i never really got one why he did it as fervently as he did or how because i've never really been able to do that but uh i'm, I'm gonna start trying to make strides and efforts like that because yeah i mean that's that's like what you got at the end of the day you know yeah I mean, it's like you got a, it's like you got a bunch of people that you care about and a bunch of receipts for things. Sort of, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I feel. That's like one of the revelations that I've been coming to. So, yeah, yeah I feel I feel you. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into the news. Oh, shit. We haven't even started the news yet. This <laughs> is Witty Banter. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and dive right into it. I've got three news stories on uh, for us today. Lamb I didn't army, read, thick, uh, yeah, slather it. Of course, dude. It's going to be dripping in here. <laughs> I didn't read too uh, far into all of these because um, I just sort of got the headlines of the day. So we'll um, grope around, fill it out. We'll grope, yeah. I mean, we'll <laughs> offer our non-complete point of view as usual. Okay. Number one. Have you ever heard of a website called Ashley Madison? Yes. Did you see this news story? No, but I know the general notion of Ashley Madison's existence pisses me off. And what is Ashley Madison? It's a way for you to have an affair. It's like signing up to have an affair. It's like a dating website for uh, married people. Yes. Where And their slogan literally is, quote, life is short, have an affair, end quote. Right. So, and apparently they've got like 37 million members and you know, maybe <laughs> 37 million got, members? It's a popular website. What? Man. See, cause I, I saw the, I saw the commercial for it. There was a commercial oh, for dude, it? Oh dude, they have plenty of commercials. It's, it's, <laughs> it's mostly late night, I guess. Uh huh. But dude, the commercial was this guy and he's like a big bozo. Okay. He's and he's bozo singing guy. and he's singing to the camera straight on. He's got a full face frontal. And and like the, and, the, and this and the, and what he's singing. This is this is uh, verbatim what he sings. He goes, "Looking for someone other than my wife." Oh my god! Other than my wife, Ashley Madison is right. Uh, uh, that's the song. And then they have like a hundred men singing the same song. <laughs> and I was like, "Is this a real thing? Like, are they trying to mess with me?" Am They're I like, on SNL right now? Yeah, right. I thought it was a joke, and they're totally promoting like. Having an affair, and uh, I just don't get it, man. Right. Well, you pretty much nailed it. That's <laughs> Ashley Madison. I don't really understand it either. I mean, whether those people on this website are morally sound or not, or maybe it's a place where it's like married people who are in open relationships. Who like knows? swingers. You know? Yeah, whatever. I guess. The news story is this group of hackers called the, quote, impact team, end quote, hacked Ashley Madison and stole an absorbent amount of user data. And they're threatening to make it all public if the site doesn't shut down. Wow. So there's a little bit of like... Some and they've already taken like all their confidentiality, like liabilities, I'm sure, for those people that like have signed up for the site, right? Yeah. So yeah I mean, dude, it's obviously a site that hinges on... Being anonymous. Being, sort of, yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> so how, That's awesome. You, you think it's awesome? I, you know, I'm... I'm not entirely convinced that like anonymous is a bad group of people. I mean, know? I've seen some videos and of theirs I that, that I agree with. Is This isn't anonymous, right? It is not. But, like, that's what I'm getting to say is, like, you know, the whole, like, terrorism 
of hacking is like a lot of times it sounds like pretty just causes that these people do this stuff for. And like, I think that, you know, you can paint a label that it's like a, t- a form of terrorism, but for stuff like this, you're like, hell yeah. You know, like they're being vigilantes. Yeah. So the, the specific grounds that they say that they're doing this on is that apparently for like $19, you can delete your account from their website. Um, and it's supposed to be deleted permanently. Like all your information is gone and, and it's, it's gone. Right. Apparently they make like $1.7 million a year off of this feature. But what <laughs> canceling accounts? Yeah, wow. but but what people what these hackers have realized is that even when you pay and do that, they're still not getting rid of your info. They're so just misplacing it in another place or something. Yeah, I mean they're keeping it for their own yeah analytics or whatever. Um, so that's where like they're saying this is BS. You need and, and this is what I find ironic, right? They're pissed. They're pissed off because you can't get rid of your private data. Yet here they are saying <laughs> that if you don't take the site down, we're going to release everybody's private data. Yeah, it's a little odd. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because do you think that it's that they're really getting at the malpractice with charging people to get off the site? I, I mean, that doesn't seem like that would be like the crux upon which they'd hinge their attack. Like, it, it seems like it would be more of, like, a moral thing for them, right? Like, we're going to go attack Ashley Madison because these people are literally signing up for affairs. It might be both. I think the the former was sort of, like, put forward in their little, like, manifesto, like, once they were doing it, under their demands, like, okay. this is why we're doing it. Okay. But it, it might be a degree of both. Yeah, because that is a little ironic. Yeah. You know, I mean, the <laughs> way that, like, the, the, the either it plays out this way or that way, either way, people's stuff is getting let out. I of. just, there are some fucking people sweating bullets right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think that, <laughs> I think that being IT security at a company would be just, like, sitter, literally just sitting and waiting for something horrible to happen. Till your worst day to happen, yeah. and yeah. it's going to happen. And then somebody's like, "Why can't you do this?" And you're like, "It's all digital. <laughs> like, I can't go into the system." You know? Yeah. Like, try my best. It just seems. It also this whole hacking thing just seems to be happening more and more frequently now. You know? Oh, it it's it, just, it is. Have I not shown you that little bubble map that I that I got from a teacher? Uh-uh. Uh huh. It was like a vertical timeline where chronology was going upward, and they had just like a little field. And um, they basically showed you, like, where the years were, like, 2005, 2010, 2015. And this recent year, it was just, like, exploding with all these bubbles that were, like... They, they, the bubbles were sized in magnitude right. and frequency, right? Mm-hmm. So the bit, they had a huge, bunch of huge big ones recently all together. But in, like, 2008, it was just, like, a few, like, everyone's... And now it's, like, every week that Jesus. we're getting major companies getting hacked. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Pretty, pretty scary. All right. Well, that's that story. <laughs> I thought it was funny, though. I, it was an interesting read this Ashley morning. Madison, man. Get out of here. Millions of dollars. Yeah. Anyway, number two. Some of these names coming up, I'm going to butcher. All right. Okay. Roboticists at the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in New York hmm. have built a trio of robots that were put through the classic, quote, Wiseman puzzle, end quote, test of self-awareness. And one of them passed. Mm. So what this puzzle is, is it says a fictional king um, is given a, basically three people put on a hat. One of them is blue, two of them are white. And they all stand up and look at each other. And you're supposed to, to pass the test, you have to deduce who has the blue hat on. Hmm. Right? Because like no one can see their own hat. Okay. So, so that's the, that's the quandary here. Okay. So I guess. they built they built these three artificial intelligent robots. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, what they did is two were prevented from talking, and then all three were asked which one was still able to speak, um, and then all attempted to say I don't know, but only one succeeds in saying it, and when it hears its own voice, it understands that it was not silenced, and then said, "Sorry, I know now." <laughs> And so, so it's just like a little creeping of AI consciousness. Yeah. It was just like this little, it's a self-awareness test basically is what they call it. Yeah. And it passed. It it was able to realize, um, that it was the only one that was able to speak and then therefore was the one in this puzzle. And so 
in the article it says like it might sound a, uh, like a pretty simple task for a human but it's not for a robot the bot must listen and understand the question then hear their own voice saying i don't know and recognize it as distinct from another robot's voice then connect that with the original question to conclude that it hadn't been silenced <laughs> and so that's basically the inner workings going on here um that's pretty wild. Yeah, the article goes on, and, and this is an interesting sentence. It says, logic puzzles um, requiring an element of self-awareness like this are essential in building robots that can understand their role in society. By passing many tests of this type, it's hoped that robots will be able to build a group of human-like abilities that become useful when combined. I just don't... Why are we trying? Like, after every fucking smart-ass dude in the world is like, yeah, you probably shouldn't fuck with this, and we're just like, yeah. we're gonna keep fucking I with this. I just don't really see, like, a whole lot of upside to trying to make any sort of consciousness other than our own. And to me, it's comical, because every, like, dystopian idea of <laughs> fucking artificial intelligence is always like, well, we made robots so they could serve us, and then they just wanted to... And then they yeah, ruled then us. we served them. And in this article, it's like, this is really important. That way, robots know their role in society. It's just like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, you're just walking right into it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because... I don't know. I, I guess... If you're going for the consciousness, if you're trying to like in, in pull an inception move where you're pulling in consciousness into this robotic being similar to consciousness from people, then they are going to have like that sense of self and like where you come from. And so if you make like multiple robots that like have consciousness they're gonna group together it's like tribalism it's instinct yeah you know i mean humans group together cats group together dogs group. you know what i mean they like they work together yeah and i just feel like if you make consciousness like that like it makes sense to me that the the, the smartest people in the world are like no this is a bad idea because i feel like they will see us as a, we literally would be enslaving them mm-hmm so like it's either I feel like we either make robots that don't have consciousness or we don't make robots. Sure. Yeah. Like I, I feel like those are the two kind of like things that we should be like. Playing. I don't know. It's just I just I feel like the more I read these articles, I just I feel like we're in a race to our doom. It's just so strange that like. And a part of me is intrigued. It's like every time we get closer, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. That's like, why we keep doing it. I, it's, I, I know. It's the worst. everybody's got that. It's the, what's the quote in Jurassic Park um, from... Roar! Yeah, well, that was the title screen. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum says, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't think whether or not they should. Yeah. And that's a salient point, and I think it works here. Yeah, there you go. Okay, last um, article here. So today... Famed physicist Stephen Hawking and a Russian tycoon named Yuri Milner held a news conference in London to announce their new project, which will be injecting $100 million and a whole lot of brain power into the search for intelligent extraterrestrial life, an endeavor they're calling Breakthrough Listen. Wow. A quote from Hawking says, We believe that life arose spontaneously on Earth, so in an infinite universe, there must be other occurrences of life. Okay. Um, the institute that they're giving this money is called the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, uh, S-E-T-I for short, which has been active since 1960 when a scientist named Frank Drake um, sought out radio signals from neighboring stars. But basically, ever since then, funding and government funding has dwindled that, like, the, it's only able to afford, like, 36 hours of telescope time a year and such like that. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> better time it right, guys. Yeah. Well, well. So now they're injecting this 100 million dollars right, yeah. to, to really get it going again. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it says the project will allow scientists to collect as much data on SETI in a day as they now do in a year. Jeez. Um, awesome. The data will be made available to the public, so anyone can help search for the radio signals that could be used to track down alien civilizations. That's awesome. Meanwhile, others at Breakthrough Listen will be working to improve um, our own signaling techniques, brainstorming the best way to send a message out into the cosmos. Yeah. So we've got a very... Um, these last two news stories are very science-oriented. Cool. I mean... I think the the one thing about um, 
you know, the picking up and the communication between beings and stuff that I, I feel like scientists always dream about. They never, I feel like they never take into the notion, into consideration the notion that if there are beings that have, you know, advanced to a, a point that's either near or probably really far past us. I mean, I feel like human humanity is still in like an infancy as far as its like capabilities and what it's, you know, it's, it's going to continue to evolve into like this more, you know, amazing being. But I feel like over, if you have somebody across space, thousands of light years possibly away and they created a civilization that might be, you know, centuries or millennia older than you i don't really know why we think that we would be able to like pick up their messages or that they would pick up ours it'd be like on a such a different scale that i don't even think that it's possible right you know yeah that's a really interesting uh like point i don't know why everyone thinks that like we should have found them by now it's like we probably can't pick it up even if we could yeah they're probably broadcasting in light waves right yeah right yeah i don't know to me it just the way my brain takes it is kind of like the last article where we're playing with fire with this AI stuff is like, are we playing with fire with finding it? Like trying to be like, Hey, we're here. (laughs) Great. (laughs) We've been looking for exterminate the dumbasses. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe it's totally possible, but it is cool to see, um, a mind like Stephen Hawking, one still kicking Two, Yeah. That he's doing anything. Well, not really kicking, I guess. Wow. Still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Went there. Yeah. Okay. That he's still out there um, and he's still pursuing research and he still has like a vision. And yeah, I can't believe he's like still doing stuff. Can you imagine like being a part of this project where it's like, yeah, dude, Stephen Hawking's like here to help. He's going to hook us up, man. Anyway, well, that's all the news we have. So let's take a quick half time and then we'll come back and um, dive into the rest of the show. All right. Sounds good. Beep. This is Witty Banter. Don't forget to follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter and shoot an email over to wittybantershow at gmail.com. And we're back. We gotta gotta talk about the beer again. This this is the part of the show, Hunter, where we talk about the beer again. Do we gotta? Yeah, we gotta. Now, when we opened up this beer and it was cold, immediately I was smitten. I was loving it. There has arisen... (laughs) <laughs> a flavor in this beer. And this is not going to be very helpful for the listeners, but there, there's a flavor in this beer that I find in few other beers. And when I find it, I can't stand it. Really? The first time I ever had it was in a scotch ale. And I honestly thought maybe this flavor is just the flavor of this certain type of ale. And I've had it other scotch ales that didn't have this flavor. Mm-hmm. I've had other beers that have this flavor. This beer has this flavor. And it has to be something with the malt that they're using because this is such a simple beer right. that it's basically malt and water. Right. So there, it's the aftertaste. The, this aftertaste like fills the back of my th- mouth, the back of my throat. And it is such a weird, funky flavor. And it just never sits well with me. That sucks, man. I really <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I really like this beer still. I mean, I'm I'm still getting the same beer. It's just warming up, you know. It's just I don't know what it is. Like it's it, it's almost like a not like a I don't want to say mold. That's definitely not it. it. It's almost like if if the grain got wet and warm for like six hours, and then you went in there and smelled it. You know, like, I don't know. There's just something weird about it. Yeah, like something curly. There's a must, a curly. That's <laughs> there's something curly here. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's where I'm sitting with it. Are you just you still on the same roller coaster ride you were when you got in the beginning? Or? <laughs> well, it was never a roller coaster ride. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I don't have any anything that jumps out to me that I don't like about it. I still I'm still all about it as far as like how I initially tried it. I think that. You know, it's a pretty straightforward beer, and I could chug this if I wanted to, you know? Yeah. So, yeah that's I where I'm at. I could chug this beer. I could chug it. Chug it right there. If you want me, I'll you chug it right now. chug it in my butt. Hear it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to a segment. Oh, man. Okay. We're, we're going to do a top three tonight. My number three is definitely Goku's hair. I think my number two's got to be Hyper Beam. My number one is without a doubt Witty Banter. Yay! 
Except this time, I want to know, Hunter, what are your top three witty banter moments? Hmm. Witty nice, banter's nice little little cap. It is a cap, mm-hmm. a nightcap. <laughs> now, when we started this show two September's ago, almost two years ago in this this September, yes, the show has gone through quite a bit of changes. Yeah, it's it's evolved. You know, when we first started, we didn't have any segments. Uh, we had no pre-recorded buffers. When we first started, we barely had the equipment we needed. Yeah, you know, it was awful. Yeah. Um, I, we were reading like I was just reading like twelve to ten gaming stories. Did a lot of stories at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. tons of them. <laughs> and we sort of traded um, like speculation real quick to in depth. You know, we do like three to four new stories every time now. Yeah. Um, I feel like when we came back from Germany, I mean from Europe, it was like another. It was like a the like start of a new era. Two. You know. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of experiences on this show. We've had a lot of guests on this show. Yeah. Um, Thank you to all you guests. I think there's like 14 of them. Damn. Yeah. We've had a lot of beer on this show. Mm-hmm. We've had about 70 episodes, more than 70 episodes, not of Witty Banter proper, but of, of all the things that we've done, it's coming to about 70. Right, yeah. Which is astounding. Yeah, that's a lot of it's a lot of field work. That's a lot of content. Yeah. So I'm, 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 definitely, I'm definitely proud of the effort, no, no doubt. Uh, but to try and broach the prompt, yeah. Um, do we have to like order them? We're doing a top three, right? Yeah, we can. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be in a particular. We can, order, we can spitball a little bit. I yeah, guess. Uh, I think the number one has to be simple, at least for me, and that is getting to brew at Thirsty Planet. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was just one of the best life experiences ever. Thanks again to Tyrell. Tyrell, that really was incredible. Tyrelliot. We real we got to go into a very honestly well known and established Austin brewery, which is a, Austin is a city known for their craft beer, and got to make with our own fucking hands and effort mm-hmm. the beer that goes out to a lot of Austinites to be drank. Yeah, and it's in like almost every freaking bar in Austin, it's and awesome. now it's in every store. You yeah, know? it's crazy. Yeah, and we got to it's wild. We got to see the whole process. And we, yeah, we got to see the bottling before it even really got a, got going. Like. We like saw the crappy bottling machine that they were using and like all of the mess ups that they had had before, you yeah. know, like it was still in its infancy at that point. It was just like really crucial time to be there. And we learned so much about beer. Then we got to just have the show where we interviewed Tyrell um, and, and the, the lady who did their promotions and stuff. And mm-hmm. that was such a fun episode. We got to try like four of their beers on the show and get a little flippy floppy. We got real floppy flippy. And it was, it was, that was my number one. You know, like when I, I, I t- good one. when I typically, when I tell people about witty banter, I would always tell them that. And they were immediately like, shit, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's definitely like, like within having the frame framing of saying, Hey, I post, I host a podcast. You can always go to that like one A thing. Right. We went to Thirsty Goat and did this thing. You know, yeah, yeah. that's like the little, little key point that you can turn. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's so cool. Exactly. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's probably my number one too. I mean, yeah, you know, current. I mean, it's it's it, that would take the cake pretty easily. I kind of forgot about it until you said something about it. Right. Um. But yeah, there's there's been plenty of other points. I just remember like the first time that we had Max on and it just being like a slam dunk. I was literally going to bring that up next. You know, like episode four, I think it was. We had, we did our first three episodes and, um, we were back in the woodlands at your place. Yeah. We hooked it up in my dad's room. That little, that nice little, uh, theater room. You spilt beer at one point in time. Yeah, we like got, it was like so in like Max like got the was that the pecan one? We got the pecan porter, yeah. Really? <laughs> See, yeah, I mean there's like a, a a bunch of just like goofy, quirky antics that were all about I mean it was that. just the and perfect it was the spirit of what we kind of wanted the podcast to be and that was heated quick witty debate about shit that was kind of unimportant and that in that point in time it was like we fucking argued about avatar mm-hmm. like the whole time you know but i think i think for me i mean <clears throat> the way i've really actually been thinking about it because it's kind of hard it's it's hard to get that elevator pitch down like what you're about succinctly and in a way that like gets across to people what you're trying to get get 
get across. Sure. Um, for us, like the, I feel like the show was all about, you know, it, it it happens all the time. Like friends meeting up, having a beer, and just you know chewing the fat. You right. know, just like being friends together, enjoying each other's company, but then still having those heated things that y'all are talking about because like that's what y'all are about. And that's like what this was. It was just like having a really good conversation over a beer with a friend. And so when we had you, me, and Max, when we just get like riled up, yeah. you know, it's just like hard to beat. You know? Sure. I mean, like, I, I think a lot of friend groups say like, God, man, like we should be recording this. Yeah. And we finally did. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to say we that. Ego. Yeah. We had a big enough ego to actually do it. Oh, well, that's what spearheaded the whole movement. <laughs> the egos. But it also has to be said that like we were able to create the content, keep it going. And people did find it interesting. You know, we, we, we garnered a, a good little following and people, I would meet people all the time that I'd, I don't know, or tell me that they listen and it'd blow my fucking mind, you know? Yeah. We have 135 likes now. It's on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. Cool. We we definitely neglected Twitter. Yeah. Which is a bummer because we it's probably, too, it's too hard to keep up every day with Twitter, man. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I just don't want to keep tweeting stuff. Yeah. It's like literally every one or two seconds, new things pop up. It's like so what it's I'm supposed to be doing at work, too. Really? I mean, oh, like, man. to a certain degree, we have Twitter as a channel. But, like, yeah, I want to get on there and tweet because that's how you keep engagement up. But, like, what the fuck am I supposed to yeah. say every day? <laughs> yeah. Every day. You know? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. You expect, like, once you start on that stuff, you're just expected to keep churning out just random things to say. Right. I don't want to be there. So that's going to be my number two, then. And I think that can kind of like broach most episodes that like Max were on. Max was on. You know, we had the episode with Cole as well, which was great. I loved having Cole on. Mm-hmm. Um, that spring break where Max came in and we just recorded as much as we could was a whole lot of fun, man. I, I enjoyed doing that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, anytime Max was on the show, it was a treat. Right. Uh, we had a holiday special where it was like you, me, Max, Nick. And then Riley was hanging out in the room too. Yeah. But uh, that was like, you know, that was fun. And um, we re- we got pretty salty about a few things in that <laughs> one as well. And, you know, doing the, the 20th episode special was awesome. Oh, dude, I forgot. The 50th all episode about special shitty, was awesome. Shitty banter. Shitty was banter was a, pretty amazing. A home run, man. I think the thing that made it so awesome was that, like, we actually did what we thought we would do. We fucking nailed it. Yeah, we nailed our beer. Our system worked. Yeah, like that. That had every possibility to fail. Yeah, but it totally didn't. And everybody who who listened to it loved it. Really? I remember, like, yeah, it's so long, right? It's super like, long, <laughs> and we got pretty drunk. Yeah. And I don't think the like the mic quality was that good either because oh, no we were way. pretty drunk still yeah. and like you know it was like pouring beer all over the wires. Yeah, and stuff. dude, it was yeah. awesome. The fiftieth episode special was pretty awesome. Oh, too, dude, though. we got. I still haven't listened to it. Uh, yeah, we got wasted. We got really drunk. Yeah, like Chris had to like because we remember we like played some some. I think we played a little magic after me and Chris. Oh, he was and destroyed. he was like trying to yeah just chill and like not drive home because we were all just so wasted. Yeah, was like, yeah, dude, you need to chill. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just another great memory. Honestly, the first time Ahmed came on, mm-hmm. and we had our first deep cuts. That was like an eye opener episode. What, what for do you sure. mean? For like. Just as far as like, man, this guy is like knows knows his stuff, and like I like listening to this guy. Yeah, dude, yeah. Ahmed is one of the like I could listen to that man like speak. I mean, it's he's the kind of intelligent where he's sitting there listening, and because he's listening, I feel like I want to say exactly what I mean, but because I don't like that pressure makes me say all this extra stuff, mm-hmm. and then he will just like retort with one thing that just cuts right to what I was yeah, trying to get Yeah, he whittles at. it all down to the A court. sentence, yeah. you know? And I remember being even in his office hours one time and just, like, listening to him talk, and I was like, this guy's fucking incredible. Yeah. And, like, I was thinking that in my head, but he was talking about something else. <laughs> this guy's fucking And, like, incredible. I, I literally almost, like, giggled in the in the office. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But, no, I mean, being able to have him on the show and, and keep having him on the show. And we're going to have him on the show tomorrow. And like even mm-hmm. that friendship and relationship that kind of sprang up out of this is one that I'm super thankful for as well. Right. You know, going to uh capital factory doing, doing the one with Kevin King was really was great. Was, it was, it was just cool because you know, he, 
It was funny because like right when we finished, you and I were both like, man, he needs to get his own show. And then he did. He did? <laughs> yeah. He has a show yeah, now? Yeah, he's got a podcast now. Hell yeah. Uh, and it was funny because we were kind of like, I guess, like the testing out for him to try and actually even like maybe try and do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it was just cool to like go to a, go to a business and um, like talk to somebody that... I guess we didn't really know a whole lot about like the, the the field that he worked within, particularly like, you know, the IT industry and like what's going to be like coming up and new. But it was just cool to like see somebody in their in their home, basically yeah. like no, working out of home and like you know? really informed. And he was like even trying to build up his Twitter celebrity status and stuff. Yeah. His brother apparently already has one, so it's like I don't know. It was just really cool to to do that. I think. Yeah, I love now like. I, I have gotten so deep into like the industry that I love and I'm trying to become as like mo like well just know everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so when other people have that same thing but in other areas, I love it because it's just like I have no idea how this works and you can you're gonna teach me so many things. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and that's always really fun. They've depth they've dived to different depths. To deeper and different depths. Yes. That never dwindle. There's a couple of episodes with Forrest that were just home runs, you know? I mean, I mean, the first time he came on, yeah. we just knew. Like, the second the mic stopped, I was like, you got it. Like, when, you, when can you come yeah. back? You know, I was like, <laughs> when, when was the, uh, was it the first one that we did Dopey Definitions with him and it was so crazy or? No. Maybe a couple after? Maybe we did do Dopey Definitions right off the bat with him. I'm not sure, though. Because he, because he was on our show like six times at least. Yeah. But I mean, he was supposed to be on tonight. Yeah. Well, we invited him. We did. Uh, Love you, feeling feeling sick tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Forrest was definitely great on here as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there any other any other witty witty memories you want? I'm sure once we we stop, we'll think of them all. I mean, I think that there's there's all there's all kinds of memories that, that you could bring up that weren't even on the show. I mean, like whenever we were whenever we were taping the intro. And whenever we were taping some of the outros that we made, yeah. you know, it, it harkened back to like being in fifth grade. You yeah. know, it was like us rolling around on the floor, laughing our asses off at making goofy sounds into a microphone, you know, Seriously. Like that's, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of like what it was all about. And I think that's like what allowed the show to continue having legs going forward just because it was like, it was that feel that allowed us to like keep wanting to do it. If it, if it, if it didn't really have that gusto, you know, it uh, backing it up, then it would have just been like a chore. But, right. But it was like having that sort of just like we're just going to be super goofy and do whatever we want that made it worth doing. And the intro is one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of the whole show. I mean, like, if you didn't know already, which you didn't because no one ever asked, but <laughs> <laughs> the yes. intro was basically a collection of our favorite inside jokes set into a microphone with goofy sound effects. Mm-hmm. And when I do turn our show on, you know, we listen, we used to listen to every episode. Now, you know, I, I listened to the first like 15 and then stopped. Yeah. You know, but when I do turn it on again and I listen to that intro, I fucking love it. You yeah. Know? It's definitely us. But you think about all the traditions, like you're saying that outside of the show, I mean, the whole Tyson's thing, like, Oh man, I guess we can finally say that now, huh? Cause we're not going to be putting out any more shows. We really can. Tyson's tacos. <laughs> Yeah, let's just go on a little break. On Airport here. Boulevard is hands down hands the down. best taco place I've ever been to. <laughs> and we have been going there since pretty much last fall. Um, this is the golden nugget that we're giving of information that we're giving. Yeah, the, all the only people who knows about this place are our guests, and then maybe the people who were keenly listening when Forrest almost fucking blew it for yeah, everybody. Like three times. Yeah. <laughs> but Basically, this place has these amazing tacos. The, the ingredients are super fresh, and they're not just like you can tell they're not like super factory farm bullshit. Mm-hmm. Every taco is like super different and unique. It has an awesome flavor profile. Huge the, menu. But yeah. yeah, massive menu. The gr- okay, their salsas. If you go there and don't eat their salsas, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. All right, they have the bet. That's just. It's like you know, you go to you can eat salsas most places. And they're never spicy enough. Right. This place, it's spicy enough. Spicy salsa. Yep. Super delicious. They got a green and a red. So and a good. red. Yeah. The best. The the thing that kept us there. I remember this too. We went and tried it for the first time. I don't even know how we ended up getting there or if we just saw it or what. But we are sitting there and next next to the table. Um, 
next to our table was like five or six people with these massive stacks of plastic cups. Mm-hmm. And I think we were like, yeah, do they, is there like beer here or something? And they over here and they're like, yeah, man, every Friday. And I'm telling you, I'm telling the world right now, I shouldn't be doing this. But I'm only doing this because the show is coming to the end. I would never in my life, we've yeah. known about this <laughs> yeah. since the, sh- since about episode 26. And then we have purposely not told you guys cause we didn't want to ruin it for us. Yeah. We've purposely kept a huge secret just so that nobody would know we could keep it to ourselves. Every Friday, Tyson's Tacos gives out free beer. Mm-hmm. And we figured that out, and this guy's like, yeah, go get one. It's free. And I was like, the fucking beer is free? <laughs> Are you shitting me? And we just sat there and drank free beer all afternoon. And yeah. I will never forget. Oh my, I'm forgetting now. But there was those same, those kids were so drunk and strung mm-hmm. out on drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they said, though. There was a kid who said the most stereotypical, like, stoner thing I've ever heard. I remember, <laughs> like, telling you it, too. I was like, this kid just fucking said that. I can't believe it. I forgot <laughs> what, what it was. But oh, well. It was a nice memory. So, yeah, go to Tyson's Tacos. It's the fucking greatest. And it was the pre-banter ritual from the time we got here till now. Yeah, it kind of just greased up the wheels to get people talking, you know, it yeah. really was a good, like, it was an icebreaker. Well, yeah, I, it was just like one, it was like one of those things that you ne- never really thought about it. You know, it became part of your ritual. It became that thing that you did, but it, it never, you never realized like how effective it was until you look back on it. Cause you know, I think doing something like that, it's almost like if you look at like a business, it's like taking a person out to lunch and, and like treating them to lunch and then going and doing whatever business you want to do. It's like with this, it was, if we have just like invited people over cold Turkey and just started talking, you know, it's like, I bet that would be really intimidating, I guess, in a lot of ways, especially like since we do this every week. So it was cool just to like get little side conversations going at Tyson's and just, you know, just get them into our flow of energy because we clearly have one mm-hmm. and um and, and before going ahead and starting up the show yeah and i think you're pretty much nailing it in the example that that i mean the first time i i was always the one kind of always like reaching out and trying to get guests on the show and i remember when we honestly first started making like a real push for it was with forest mm-hmm. and we had him i remember thinking it was like we should go to tyson's first like just because, like, one, I fucking want it. Two, <laughs> yeah, that's always the first thing. <laughs> right. Two, I was like, we got to, like, I need to, we need to talk to him for, like, I need to know, I haven't seen him in forever. Like, we need to talk to him first. And then we went to Tyson's and we got in this really long conversation about anime. We yeah. talked about anime forever. Mm-hmm. And during that conversation, you two were just sort of talking. I was seeing him, so like, this is perfect. I was like, this is going to work out fine. Like, you found in those moments at Tyson's like how you guys all fit and like vibe together basically. Right. Yeah. You get your voice before you, before you have to find it on, on your mic. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, it even sort of like, there is almost like a sense of professionalism. I I might be reaching too far, but I feel like doing that has a little bit of professional professionalism attached to it in that it's like, you're treating your guests. Like, when we took them to Tyson's, because it was a secret to us. It was. We literally it told was, everybody, we're like, this is a secret that you're getting to go to this place. Yeah, and it was always on a Friday. I was like, get the free beer, but you don't fucking tell anybody yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it was It was just cool to, like, not only have them have, you know, get on there with the incentive of just podcasting, but also, but like, you know, getting to hang out with some some buddies, maybe have a beer, and... Great music learn, at Tyson's. Yeah, learn learn about a new place that's like these people's favorite place. Yeah, you know, it's it was crazy how we're. I I was thinking about that today. I was like, I wonder how much money I've given Tyson's. Oh, dude, think of how much money we spent on beer for this show. Yeah, lifetime money. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking nuts. It's a lot. Yeah, We've invested sure. and we bought mics. We bought mic stands. I bought this mixer. We invested a lot of in this show. Yeah, we really did. Um. I mean, and like, do you think ever, like, I always, I have a hankering, like, I still think when I retire, I'm going to be like a radio DJ or okay. something, you know? Hey, man. And like, do, do you think, do you, is there, once this is kind of gone, do you kind of feel like, I, I don't know where the future's taking me right now, and if I have time, I would love to continue, I want to make a new show, maybe do like videos as well, like, I kind of have this like creative itch, Yeah. and I know you have it with your music, does it, has it ever crossed into like this realm as well where you think like I would like to continue to do like kind of talk show type things or mm-hmm. I mean has the podcast sort of influenced you in any way in that direction yeah sort of I mean it's just like 
if I'm going to really try and follow up on an itch like that, um, I just don't want to get on to a show where I'm talking about stuff that I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, and, and there were a lot of instances in this show where that was the case, but I at least, I felt like the color commentator and I feel like sometimes like the color commentator just says stuff that, you know, yeah. it's whatever, but you know, so like a lot of times it's on par, but sometimes you're like, nah, I'm not really listening. Anymore. Nah. You know? <laughs> so I think that if I was to start a show, I would have a little bit of uh, inhibition about what subject matter I felt confidently enough about to bring forth to the table and speak about and hope that people would listen. Uh, but, but I think that that's why this, you know, again, like why this show worked out really well is because, um, there wasn't any, any sort of pressure to, to be like super knowledgeable about anything. We were kind of very upfront about not being knowledgeable about some yeah. of the stuff that we were talking about. We were always and, very honest. Yeah. It gave it a sincerity, even if it wasn't accurate. Um, so yeah, I mean, we had a good dynamic. I definitely, too. I definitely like. I definitely see myself wanting to be creative. I, I like just saying that I have a podcast and just saying that like I talk to people and, and, and get people's thoughts on a, a whole host of different things. And I learned, you know, I learned so much from this show as far as like just the news and stuff that was brought up. Like I wouldn't have learned any of that stuff yeah. without having do, doing the show. So yeah, good job, Chase. Uh, <laughs> good job, Chase. And the, <laughs> and the, and the, and the, and the, um, the guests as well. I mean, the guests would always bring in something that you and I had never thought of, and we'd be like, "Damn, okay, cool, yeah. yeah." So, I mean, I definitely like, I definitely see all of the value in it, and like why it's awesome. It's just gonna be, it, it would probably just be if I did do a venture on my own where I tried to tried to you know make a podcast for myself or do something similar in the same vein. Um, I would I would probably have to do a lot more ruminating about if it was going to be like serious or if yeah. it was going to be you know I'm already in the incubative stages of like what a next show could possibly be and it's yeah it's tough it's a whole new venture yeah because this one this one kind of worked in a lot of ways in ways that we didn't really have to like explicitly say to each other yeah you know? like I mean, a lot I, of it was just much, like energy flow i pretty much just emulated the the shows that i listened to right yeah know? it was an amalgamation of all my favorite podcasts i think that was like a huge thing as far as the stru structure of the show is that you had experience listening to shows because like i don't <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. it was like yeah oh you have a podcast what shows do you listen to i'm like i actually have never heard a podcast before so yeah but i mean i gotta say i'm, I'm sure you've you, I, I bet now you're able to recognize like good podcasts and good dynamics. I mean, yeah. you, you've been watching a lot of kind of funny and stuff, and I, I'm, I'm sure you're able to see at least some of their talent now that you've kind of made the sausage. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting though because like you can you can watch you can watch a show like we'll, we'll take Greg Miller and Colin right uh -huh. like you can watch a show with them and they'll have a back and forth that was just like either gut busters. Or you're just like, oh my god, man! They're just really like nailing everything I really feel about this. Yeah. And then you can have another show that's like Don't super care. random and like I didn't care anything about what they were talking about. And and so it's like you're you're wondering if it really is like a huge art form or if it's just whether or not certain things vibe with you personally. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, but but I mean, they do talk about stuff that, on the most part, does vibe with a lot of people. So that's why they have followers and fans. But yeah, I know. I, I guess I'm just, um, if I do have a show, if I do ha have an artistic itch to do something similar to this, I would definitely have to do a lot more research and get some sort of show knowledge of my own to be able to kind I of... Bet, I bet you could go in. ahead and hop into it. I mean, I think like any other, even when we started this show, it's just about feeling it out, you know, it'll just come. Yeah, I've definitely gotten like a certain amount of mic presence and, and you know, the ability to be able to speak my mind even if even if not as effectively as I want to but yeah no I I loved being able to be in the host chair it got it it came to a point where I kind of felt like comfortable and I felt like I kind of would hit a stride and I I fucking enjoyed I ate it up man I'd, yeah man and people it. can tell right I mean people People tell you you have like a, a voice, a, a hosty voice, right? I get, I don't know. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> You're like, no, this is just how I talk. This is just me. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's everything for that segment. Cool. That was a good little reminiscing section. That sounds good. Um, 
I would read some emails out, but in typical witty banter fashion, <laughs> there are fucking zero of them. It wouldn't be right if we had an email on our last show. That's exactly you what know? I was thinking. It so thank be... you guys for not emailing, because <laughs> you made the dicks. show perfect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it should be. Yes. Um, so that means we just got to put numbers on this beer, man. Okay, well, I already know what ballpark you're ranging towards. Oh, yeah, do you? Uh, well... Uh, from it's a 10! <laughs> Woody Banter's first 10! I'm going to give this a 7. Okay. This is a good beer. I mean, it's not for me. It's got this weird flavor in it that I don't enjoy, but that first taste that I had was really, really good, and it's a beer that I know that like I don't like, but I would recommend it to people. I would, I would still say, like, you should try this, you know? So it, it's good. It's a 7. Okay. Um, Ending the show on a good note. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to give this an eight. Okay. And it, here's why I had a lot of beers that were similarly bottled and similarly, they look similar and stuff in Prague. Um, beers that I thought would taste more like this. Um, yet they were beers that I didn't like as much. Okay. This beer, I think it accomplished exactly what it wanted to accomplish in that. Yeah. It was like a straightforward, just super German lager, yeah. and it, uh, you know, it, it had that Bavarian feel. So there wasn't any there was, for me. I didn't get it like a super weird after aftertaste punch. So I'm gonna give it an eight. It's really solid for me. Okay, all right. Well, that's gonna round out the last episode of Witty Banter. Um, <laughs> I, that's episode number fifty four. I, I guess all we can really say to everybody is thank you so much for listening. Thank um, you, thank you, thank you. I'll, you know. I think we would have done this whether or not we had one or a hundred or a thousand people listening. Correct. It's just something that we loved to do. But whenever you guys perked up and started caring and telling us that you listened to the show or shared the post on Facebook or even emailed a question in, you know, I can't thank you enough for that. Every email was like a gift, you know, and, and getting to read them all was so much fun. And having everybody as guests on the show, thank you everybody who was a guest and who came out. Um, mm -hmm. Your participation has been invaluable. And we just hope that in the future, we can look back on all these and just have them as a record of our time and just laugh. And hopefully it'll springboard us into being able to do something similar again in the future. And whatever that is, we'll try to keep you posted. And we'd love to have you along for whatever that ride will be. But... Um, I guess all we can really say is thanks for downloading this and clicking like or anything that you did to show us that you were there. It, it really means a whole lot. Yep. Just thanks for being a part of the ride. You couldn't, you know, when, when, when your friends become your fans, it, it's, it's, uh, one of those feelings that you can't really put into words. So yeah, yeah. just thank you all very much. And Hunter, thank you for always, you know, mixing and doing all the things that you did on your side. I mean, a lot of this show couldn't go on without what you were doing and a lot of the sound quality and the reason why I think our show was pretty high fidelity given the equipment that we had was definitely um, on your part. And whenever we had like long three-hour podcasts or ones where the sound was fucked up and you had to go in there with a the scalpel and, and edit it all, man, like I just I appreciate it so much. And like I said earlier in the show, I'm going to miss you every day once you leave. Um, I love you with all my heart, and you're one of my best friends ever. And I am looking forward to the future just to see where it takes the both of us and how we can continue to let our friendship grow and just be there. Yeah, man. All those, all the same feelings, man. I mean, I think, I think we did a good job as far as splitting up all the... Because there was a lot of legwork that went into this show. So thank you for doing the video stuff, for doing, you know, all, all of the research about anything, any news item that we talked about was basically from your research and from your knowledge of whatever you were just reading on that week, which just shows you you were an informed person and I fucking was not. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like, you know, I, I think... Um, you know, I, I'm going to be missing you a lot too. It's going to be weird not having, uh, having one of my best friends to be able to hang out with, you know, every so, day. Yeah. We got, we got pretty used to, to hanging out pretty much every day, if not every day. So, um, yeah, man, here's, here's to the, here's to the last times together. There at least, is. at least for now. Yeah, I agree.
Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to save the plugathon because I don't really find a point for it now. <laughs> um, but thanks for listening, guys. And if Hunter and I ever do combine forces um, to do a show, if it's not already for a different show that we're doing, we will probably end up posting it under here. So maybe, maybe don't click unsubscribe or unlike us yet because in the near future we might be shouting out into the void again. But... If not, it's been an amazing ride, and we were glad that you guys were here for every episode. So, bit of pepo.